your mistakes are invaluable. You should never be afraid of the mistakes because those are that's where you learn what didn't work. And when you do things that do work, it's often quite mysterious. And for me, especially because I'm not analytical, I'm, I trust my intuition and I don't trust my own analysis. It's just how my my brain works. So uh, I think you should also trust your own instincts and your intuition. Um, if you can, trust your instincts and don't let other people tell you what you should do if you if you're not fully compliant with it. I don't have a monologue again because um, I'm exhausted. Uh, welcome back to the Waypoint Set podcast. I'm this week's host, CJ. Um, I want to apologize to everyone for what it was like an intense episode last week. Um, our, our most politically charged, and for those who want an escape from that, I'm sorry. Yeah, congrats. Like, you're listening to the wrong podcast. All right, go listen to a, kind of funny. Anyway, I, um, I, I have a fun one this week. A fun episode um you know it, it, it's it's very special and before i kind of get into details i want to introduce my co-host christine hello oh <laughs> um you gotta get the lady are you okay oh it's my wi-fi i said hello oh, okay <laughs> um and very special guest obviously friend of the pod which i love using now to anything friend of the pod it's like on twitter um good friend cody from the tired obsidian hello cody hello um cody it's been a while since you've been on it but it's also this is the first time you've been on post like reboot if we're doing things like comic book style this is like the uh whatever whatever event massive like event that shifted the uh the way the podcast works um so i i guess uh let's let's uh let's give you some time can you want to give us a little introduction on yourself and the, the sort of like games that interest you and all that fun stuff um, uh, what you do why well, why why i deemed you worthy on this to, to call on this podcast well i don't know why you deem me worthy but <laughs> uh, i run a blog called the tired obsidian uh it it's gone through a ton of different iterations it has had a podcast that has gone through a ton of different iterations um i like to write and talk about video games and I am willing to play just about any video game. So my, you know, that's, that's just, that's just me. That's what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, it's very simple. That's good. That's why we called you on here. <laughs> that's why we called. <laughs> uh, all right. So this week by, we're recording now on November 10th, 2020. It is the official launch day of the xbox series x thus marking the new generation of consoles the we can officially now call it current gen and on november 12th the playstation 5 launch as well um this podcast started because christine and i essentially wanted to celebrate the plethora of games that were on the ps4 and how much we love this current gen um really flourished like i i got back into video games because of uh of of this current gen and then you know christine and i met what at the uh the sort of height of it whenever uh, assassin's creed unity syndicate were released that was essentially like the or not only a start of our relationship but our uh our sort of professional like 
um, endeavor, and it's now coming to an end, sort of. Like it's all come full circle now. So I wanted to sort of celebrate and say goodbye to what is arguably one of the strongest game generations of all time. I think. I think in terms of quality and quantity. Um by sort of going through our top 10 picks unfortunately that is easier said than done because it's hard to sort of choose it's hard to sort of choose what your favorites are it's kind of like choosing your your favorite child um so what we're gonna do is each of us have 10 games they're not all ranked so to make this conversation a little more interesting a little bit easier on the nerves we're gonna do this each of us will just go round and say one and you know list one game off our list and kind of break down discussions there. If there's nothing that interests, if there's anything that interests anyone, we'll talk about it. If nothing, we can move on. Um, so I let, let me do this. I will say, Christine, yeah, because you said you personally felt like you've exhausted these games, but I feel like there's a lot of conversation that can be there. Do you want to go first or do you want someone else to go first? Um, someone else. You want someone else to go first. Okay, you know what, Cody? Since you're a guest, I will let you have first pick. Now, you can pick any game off the list. You can pick any game off the list, no matter the order at this point. It's fine, and then we'll break out from there. Say your piece on it, and then we'll decide if we want to talk about it or we move on to the next person. All right. Well, the first game on my list is none other than my game of the year last year, and that is Remedies Control. Uh, Okay. This game... Just coupled with being a remedy game, being a weird single-player story game, uh, it it really just resonated with me. Um, the graphics are really stellar. Uh, I think what what really makes this game uh, amazing was the um, man. What a I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's, it's like slipping my mind right now. Uh, the physics, geez, uh, the physics of this game are just amazing. It's next level. It is next gen, which is, you know, like you said, current gen now. Uh, it's it's the story's weird. It's really interesting to me. Um, I love that they were able to create a world within inside just a building, um, and the the lore in this in this universe that they have created uh, is just, it, it's crazy. It's amazing. And I, I am looking forward to seeing what remedy does next with this franchise. And of course, Alan Wake, one of my favorite games <laughs> of the 360 generation, like that being tied in with it is uh, it's, it's a big deal for me for sure. So that is control. That is my one of my favorite games of this generation. So I never played it. Christine, have you played it? Nope. Okay. Oh man. So there's not much we can I know. Yes. 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 All right. Yes. I I, I think I've heard you. you tell me about it. I think I think I've heard you tell me about it already. Like you scolded <laughs> me already about it. Um but you made a very impassioned plea about it, especially in an era where like single player games are and what is it? There's always a new story like saying like some CEO of some company says single player games are dying and up comes control this weird like game from like a sort of mid-tier publisher slash like studio that yeah. sort of like rise up from the ranks and became like what almost everyone's game of the year last year 
Yeah, I mean, it, it won a lot of awards, and rightfully so. All right. All right. Respect, respect. All right, Christine, you want to go next? Um, Sure. All right, so you can list any game off your list and then sort of say your piece on it, and then we can you can break out from there. Okay. Um, I feel like I've exhausted this game entirely. Well, all of the games, to be honest. But um, one that still really resonates with me, not only because of the way that it looks and the way that it plays, but also because it was one of the first games I got on the console, mm-hmm. um, is Assassin's Creed Unity. So I really like that game. I know not a lot of people like it. The story isn't good, but the world is just, in my opinion, so well done. Like, there's always a lot of side quests, and I feel like you could still be exploring the game even after you've completed it. So I really like it. Um, I think it still holds up pretty well, um, like, with the same quality as the newer games. And I feel like that was like the final game that was kind of leaning towards that sort of um, Assassin's Creed conventionality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was I... the first game you platinum. Wait, hold on, hold on. I just want because I, I, there's a really good anecdote here. Yeah, this is the first game you platinum, Christine, right? Yeah. You got 100% on platinum. it. You were exhausted. I <laughs> I platinumed it. Wow. I didn't even platinum it. <laughs> I that, that, Unity was a, an excellent game. Yeah, for sure. I I I think I think it got a really bad rap because of the bugs and the frame rate issues right off right away uh, when it launched, uh, which Ubisoft made good on it when they gave away free games, which is how I got Far Cry Four out of the deal. Uh, but <laughs> I think that. Unity was great. It really was. And I still go back to it every once in a while just to run around that city because seeing those giant crowds of people was just it that was that was astounding. That was awesome. Yeah. It it was a nice game and I feel like it really it like I don't know, it really captured everything. I mean just the fact that they're using it to reconstruct well, I don't know if they're still reconstructing it because um i don't know when did the 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 church burn down again oh like a while ago was that, i remember was that it, it was year. like a year yeah it was last year i think i think it was like what september october i think it was yeah, yeah. um all i remember was the uh eric andre show him flipping off uh the notre dame was like no more like notre lame <laughs> um oh, let geez. me ask you something Christine. you say the story is bad but but you've but I, I feel like a lot of the merit of this game is how like well it recreates like Assassin's Creed like the sorry how well it creates Paris that's sort of one to one and I, I I feel like that's probably what, its biggest draw to you right sort of one to one recreation yeah because the characters I feel like they're kind of reboots of like Assassin's Creed two yes um, playing as Diet yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like eh, you know kind of the same vibes so yeah. Okay, um, let me say my piece on it. I I never finished it. I know like this is like the one game that you've been like hounding on me for. I shouldn't have played Syndicate first. I think that was my mistake. I played arguably like the better. I played the, what I consider the better game before, and I, I couldn't go back because it, it does. It, like you said, it, it is very conventional in that it plays like two. It's very much a 
successor to two. It's not very, it's not a successor to Black Flag, which it came after. No, this is very much like for for people who liked Assassin's Creed two a lot, you're getting it again this time in another country in Europe. Um, <laughs> I like the way it looked. I think it's a beautiful game, especially since it came close to launch. It ran, it runs like absolute piss though. Oh, for you. Yeah, no, no, you're for you. you're wearing those rose tinted glasses. That's the problem. I you never can't had see. A problem with it. You can't see those like twelve ever. frames. <laughs> you can't see the twelve frames like I do. I, um, I definitely had hardcore frame rate issues and like falling through the world, and I still like played that game till to completion. Like I love that game a lot, actually. <laughs> I never. So, do I you consider it the last so. good? Sorry, Christine, you were saying? Wait, what was that? No, I was um, going to ask. Like, you, you, okay, well, you know what? You're special. But I was going to say, do you consider like the last like great Assassin's Creed game? Um, Unity? Great. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Christine? I wouldn't. No, so what? You think like what Odyssey like is, is, is the better game? Um... No, but I think it's uh, like personally, uh, like sub, like on the same thing, on the same level. Okay, that's that's an interesting point. That is a very like, what is it? It's not it's not a very mainstream opinion, and I kind of dig that because a lot not a lot of people now it's sort of gone through like this weird rebirth. Like you know, Gene Park on on Twitter from the Washington Post talks about like how how much he loves that game, and I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what? Maybe Christine has like a follower <laughs> <laughs> there. Christine, the cult of a, of unity um okay i like that again i i like these sort of like that it's very personal to you didn't you tell me like you, i was like you, you pre-ordered it before you even had the console yeah <laughs> this is when i still had faith in um in the franchise that's <laughs> that's when everyone's like faith died i think at that point <laughs> all right yeah so I'm going to work from the bottom of my list because mine is ranked to the top. And I'm going to start with one that I'm probably going to be the only one. This, this will be a short one. And I'm telling you guys now, you're gonna, I'm going to hear a lot of groans. I'm going to hear a lot of like, yeah, duh, CJ, especially for Stan. Um, so my number 10, my, my, my first pick here is, um, all right. So in 2017, um, was, is arguably one of the strongest years for, any, for games. Um, two games are on my list from that year. Um, and the first pick is a very on CJ game. It's very on brand for, for me. It is very much a love letter to one of my favorite series of all time. It is one of the greatest 2D platformers of all time. It is, of course, Sonic Mania. Yada, yada. Go ahead, Christine. <laughs> so what you're going to say. I want to talk about Sonic for the next, for the next uh, few moments. <laughs> all right. So Sonic Mania it acts as the sort of greatest hits of like past 2d sonic games it takes a lot of old levels and remixes them in, in some interesting ways has some new levels um has some of the greatest boss fights of the of the entire series the best music in the series hands down the game feels like it could have existed on the uh on either the sega cd or the sega uh, saturn um and i love it i think it's the best sonic game ever which to some might not be a hard accolade i guess um there are others like competing for i still like sonic generations a lot but mania to me was like holy crap this is the sort of like game i've been waiting for forever as someone who hadn't before this i hadn't really touched the sonic game since sonic 06 and uh, everyone knows how that went um so i i genuinely love this game i very few games have brought me like so much joy so much like 
you know just unbridled happiness like nothing else and it made me it, it, it brought me back to like having like faith in sega which is a hard thing to do now i think we're all sega's tight as fuck back then i'm like oh no so that's sonic mania does anyone have anything to say about sonic mania um i played some of it i, I honestly didn't play a lot or enough mm-hmm. for me to consider it like 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 a number one game or you know like a significant game mm-hmm. in my opinion i just feel like it's like one of those games that you just like play and don't expect much out of it in my opinion okay no i get that and that, that i get it it's very it's very simple on the surface it, again that, that's like most uh 2d platformers of its uh, era uh cody you have anything to say or you want to move on <laughs> uh all I really have to say, I mean, I never played Sonic Mania. I know it was a return to uh, its roots and stuff like that. I played the original Sonic games when I was younger, and I did like them. Uh, but I, I'm not a Sonic fan. I'm not even really that big of a fan of 2D platformers or anything like that. Man, so fucking disappointed with this. I lesson. skipped it. We <laughs> <laughs> fucking I'm disappointed. Good. <laughs> You're good. All right, go ahead, Cody. Give me your next one then. All right, my next game is a game that just came out this year, 2020. My only 2020 game of this year, and uh, it is Mafia Definitive Edition. Uh, this <laughs> this is a game that. Um, I missed out when it first released for uh, the original Xbox, PlayStation 2, and PC back in, like, I believe it was 2002. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it just was, wasn't a game that was ever on my radar um, until uh, I played Mafia 2. I absolutely loved that game. Uh, still was never able to play the first Mafia. Um, but after seeing the screenshots and stuff like that that were leaked for this game, I was very excited for it. Um, bought it, played it, loved it. Probably one of the best stories in a game that I've played in recent years. Um, it, the, the game controlled really, really well uh, to, to a point, obviously. Um, but I loved all the characters. I loved where the story went. Um, and I just, I love the fact that it is a, it has that open world feel to it, but it's not an open world collectible game. It is, mm-hmm. it is a linear third person action game and it is, it, it just does it so, so well. Um, Christine, I know you didn't play it, but is there anything that interests you about a game like this? Very story driven period piece? Um... Yeah, but I feel like a lot of it has been tainted by Twitter. Okay, I get that. I get that. I get that. I'll say my piece. I played this for review uh, this year. And yeah, it ended up being one of my favorite games of the year. Um, Mafia 3 is a great game that might or might not be mentioned later on. So I was excited to kind of revisit it to play a game that played like it just in a different setting with different characters. And yeah, I loved it. That story is phenomenal. I think I... I made a distinction where it's like, if Mafia 2 is like is Goodfellas in the way it, it showcases the exuberance of mob lifestyle, Mafia 1 is essentially the uh, the first Godfather where it's like, you witness this guy rise up and then fall so low um, in a way very few yeah. games do. The, the, the opening 
in in the diner is very quiet. You never get games like that. You never get like a third person action game to kind of like slow down on you. You know what I'm saying? You, right. you, it doesn't start with the shootout or this like heist or this driving. Like, no, no, it's very much like we have two guys talking for a few minutes and the game isn't afraid to kind of take the control away from you and just be like, you're going to listen to these guys talk. And I, I appreciate that. I think Mafia Definitive Edition, that's a solid choice because it is, it's one of the greatest remakes ever, I think. I, like, I, 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 I would I, agree with that. It it is. It's a very special game. I and I'm glad that you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm very happy that you 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 were able to play it. You were able to experience it and and love it the same way I do. <laughs> it's a solid yeah, choice. It was. Uh, it, it's. It might be my game of the year this year. It might be. Nice, nice. <laughs> um. All right, Christine. What's your next pick? Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. All right. You want to give your piece on it? Um. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the last games of kind of this, I guess, a, the new trilogy of of Tomb Raider. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, I liked the story. The setting was okay. I don't think it was as great as um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I mean, no, just kidding. Rise of the Tomb Raider. I feel like that one, the setting, like, it's it's different. You know, um, very I feel like contrast of you know saying one is very much a cold, snowy like wasteland. The other is very vibrant, right? But in a way, I feel like they didn't take full advantage of the setting as they did in Rise of the Tomb Raider. So that's kind of like my biggest, um, my biggest gripe with it. Mm-hmm. But I do like the story, and I do think it plays well. And they did add on a lot without it being overwhelming. So out of all of um, I guess the reboot ones. This one's probably like my favorite and like the best one. Um, I, I remember you. Yeah, you picked it up closer to. You got it before launch and everything. And this is the first one I played through. My my question to you is, and what does it do different than the other? Because you mentioned again, you you mentioned more drawback. You mentioned more like points against it in comparison to the the last game. So my 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 question to you is like, what really drives this game home for you? What makes it the best of the trilogy? Um. Honestly, like the combat, mm-hmm. like there's a lot more combat, so um, you could do like a lot more um one to one combat, which a lot of the earlier games were missing. Like you have stealth, so if you can't shoot like your weapon, you could like stealthily kill somebody, mm-hmm. which is very useful considering that the enemies in this game are like super overpowered at times. Um, but that's my main thing that I think it does differently and it just works so well because it it doesn't sacrifice the story that much since you have so many different ways to to get rid of enemies okay alright Cody you have anything to say about this one um I never played the second or third one I I pre-ordered the first one. This is this is a whole different story. I pre-ordered the first one because I was super excited. And I bought the collector's edition for it. And I thought it was going to be a statue. And it was just a stupid action figure in a tin can. And I was so sad. But <laughs> it was fun. It was a good game. Never got around to playing the other two. But I... Don't you have that... Yeah, uh, I, I, I probably payment? should. Christine, don't you have that figure in the uh, steel can? No, the I, steel, uh... I have steel can, but I don't have the actual figure. 
I um, have. The, I, I, I think I still have the action figure. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you you pay more for postage than what the action figure actually costs, probably. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's been sitting in this tin can for years. It's fine. <laughs> tin can. How do you call it a tin can? Um, I I I was never that big into this. I liked the first game a lot when it came out because it felt very like different. You know, I'm saying, oh, it's this really cool cinematic game, but it also has like really fun like RPG elements and crafting and all this stuff. Very uncharted very uncharted but it, it remembers it's a game and i kind of appreciated that at times but and yeah. but i thought the narrative disconnect was awful um which is whatever it's a it's a video game i i you know it's like never played the second one until recently now this one i picked up on a whim because i went to gamestop and christine went to go pick up her deluxe edition that came out earlier and i was there to drop off some trade-ins and i had enough money to buy it because they were like hey you just want to buy this if we're, we're allowed to release it early and I'm like, okay, I'll play it. And I ended up liking it. I beat it before Christine. And I thought it was like a solid. <laughs> I thought it was a solid, like, third-person action-adventure game. Um, again, like, it's a bit generic, but I genuinely enjoyed it. The story was great. Hell, I credit that game uh, for for putting us on track with this podcast. Because one of the first episodes we did was on that game. And also, we ended up getting, what's his name, uh, Earl Balin on the podcast because of it. So I think it's very special for that. Would you agree, Christian? Yes. So thank you, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, <laughs> all right, my next game. My next game is a Switch game. Um, 2018 was a great year for games. Um, but there is only one game that I was truly excited for that was like, you know, every like that meant everything to me, like, you know, to the point where I pre-ordered it, picked it up like, you know, at midnight and played it for months and months straight. And that is... Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for Nintendo Switch. Now, I am I am a huge I Smash Bros. fan. You're going with something else. <laughs> now Smash Ultimate, Smash Ultimate. Um, I I love Smash Bros. in general. Melee is still one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but Smash Ultimate was like, all right, so let's just throw everything on the table. Everything we've ever done, we're gonna do it again. Um, Master Hero Sakurai, you sick bastard! How dare you make a game? that is tailor-made for someone like me how dare you put solid snake in the same game as a pac-man how dare you you genius um and i i love it i spent hours unlocking everyone i played that was the party game forever for a while for like a year and a half that's all we would play it was ridiculous um to the point where you know even christine started playing smash uh which is which is crazy um you know just the sheer amount of like it's not just Nintendo history; it's it's video game history that's represented here, and I and I love it. The opening cutscene with all the characters in that original song with lyrics, fucking lyrics, like they did like this weird ass anime opening, like made me tear up because I'm like, this is sort of like me, like the series. I grew up with the series, and now it's finally gotten to a place where like I can fully appreciate it, and I love it to death. It is one of the greatest games of all time. It is arguably the greatest fighting game this gen ever sorry mortal kombat 11 sorry dragon ball fighters sorry tekken 7 smash Bros. ultimate kicks all your asses um christine like i, I mentioned sorry, you capcom, this was, capcom versus street fighter or whatever that infinite yeah sorry marvel's capcom infinite that no <laughs> sorry street fighter 5 that took 14 years to get good sorry <laughs> dead or alive 6 which everyone forgot launched um christine now this like i mentioned this was like sort of the first time you'd got into smash 
uh what what made it approachable or what made it like interesting to you um just the characters to be honest that's a huge part of course this any game where you can you know beat the shit out of isabel with uh with solid snake (laughs) is is wonderful um how about you cody i know you're not a smash fan i think you made that clear i remember a while ago we were, we were talking and you made it clear that you weren't into it or into fighters at all no i mean i don't know growing up whenever you try like you always have that friend that's like hey man you want to play this fighting game i'm like yeah sure why not and then they beat your ass in um <laughs> that just makes me never want to play fighting games because i'm never gonna get good at them you have to dedicate so much time to get good at them. That I'm like, I don't, I don't care about Pikachu or Kirby that much. You know, it's like it's, it's fine. <laughs> to get my I ass watch kicked. Videos of people. Yeah, <laughs> I watch videos of tournaments and stuff like that. Evo, all that. It's really cool. But for me myself, I just nah. <laughs> what's What's funny, Christine? You said like, yeah, like you agreed. This is the only game I'm good at. And even then, I'm not good at it. <laughs> like, I just want you guys to know, like, this, this, I've, I'm not one of those guys, you know, like, everyone has, like, the game, like, they're, like, the esports people who, like, they dedicate so much time to one game. I'm, like, I'm not like that. But Smash, since I've played every game in the series, I've gotten to a point where I'm, like, all right, I'm competent at it. I could never go to a tournament because, like, I'll get my ass kicked by, like, some, you know, 14-year-old. But, you know, I'm fine. I'm confident. I've, as long as I can beat Christine, I'm good. Um, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> well, because like for a certain period of time, like I beat you. I taught you well. I taught you well. No, you didn't. I you taught you well, and the controls, and you would like put them for five seconds, and then I was on my own. <laughs> yeah, so you wanted to use yeah. the single Joy-Con on its side, and I'm like, no, we're not playing like that. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah, Smash Ultimate. It's yeah, a good yeah. game. You had like the the game for like twenty four hours. Of course, you're gonna get good. You only give me five minutes to memorize the controls. <laughs> the controls are like the easiest in any. They're like the easiest in any fighting game. You think I'm like telling you to memorize like combos like in Mortal Kombat, or telling you to memorize like half circle, square? Like you think I'm telling you to do that? No, bro. Just press the A button to punch and the uh, and up on the control stick to jump. It's not that hard. Okay, but you had like all the special combos and moves and <laughs> memorized. You would you would just tell me the most basic ones too. You'd be like, press A, press B. And that's then, how the game is. Oh, that's that's how the game. Is. Of course, I would lose. <laughs> you give me the bare minimum for controls. You wouldn't tell me about the my ultimate until like the very last minute. Like, oh yeah, if you press B, you'll do this, and then I just do it yeah, on like, you. The last minute. <laughs> Right when the round was about to end. <laughs> oh wait, first beat. Oh, of course I'm not gonna win. Duh. <laughs> All right. All right. Cody, what's up next for you? All right, my next game is a game that just returned EA about a billion dollars since its launch last year, mm-hmm. and that game is Apex Legends. There we go, boy. <laughs> Apex Legends is a game that has derived itself from the Titanfall universe and is a battle royale game uh, with a bunch of different, you know, hero characters. Uh, and uh, think of it like Overwatch in the sense that all that lore is outside of the game. 
<laughs> um, but it is, it's the first Battle Royale game that I actually got into, and I, I still play. I buy that Battle Pass every season. Um, I, I've only ever completed that Battle Pass once, which was last season, uh, with a day to spare. But um, I think that they're doing a lot of really cool things with the game. Uh, they keep everything pretty fresh. Uh, season 7 just uh, released uh, a new map called Olympus, which is probably one of the prettiest maps I've ever seen for a multiplayer game just in general. Um, uh, new characters are added every single season. Uh, the maps change, and there's lore reasons for that. Uh, and it's... I'm, I'm kind of good at it, kind of. Like, if you put me against competent competitive players and i i'm probably not very good but i do win every once in a while so um that makes the game just that much better for me uh but yeah it's it's a game that i can it's when i got my xbox series x today my first my first two thoughts were i'm going to download assassin's creed valhalla and then I'm downloading Apex Legends right after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, the game is great. I've spent so much time into it, and um, it's it's a game that I I know I'm going to be spending even more time into it going into this next generation as well. So I love it. All right, um, Christine, you and I tried playing Apex Legends. Did you have fun with that? No. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll say this just so we can keep moving. I like Apex Legends. It's a fine first-person shooter. It's a fine battle royale. It, well, it, it's within it was within my top three of the of that year when it came out. Like it was a top three, a game of the year contender for sure. Um, it's solid, like you said, very solid movement. Feels great. It would have been my favorite battle royale if Call of Duty Warzone didn't come out and completely like consume me. Um, so sorry apex sorry EA. you know I, my allegiance lies true with uh um with call of duty but yeah it's a solid game and it, it, a good choice uh christine what's up next for you um i'm looking at my list um okay let's spice it up i guess uh, <laughs> the untitled goose game okay all right so what, what about this game what makes it special absolutely nothing you're a okay. <laughs> It's yeah, but besides that, it's like it's it's low key sort of frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, the controls aren't that good, but I just like messing around with people. Like you could you can yell at people as a goose, and it's funny to watch them freak out. So I dig that. I mean, it's a good distraction, but like it is very frustrating because it is kind of hard given that it's supposed to be a puzzle. Yeah, it's a puzzle game basically where you play as a goose. Right, like no goose have that mental mental capability, so I don't know. No, okay. For a goose. I also played Untitled Goose Game, and I never beat it because I also thought, "Man, this game's fucking hard. Why can I not figure out how to get these this kid's glasses? Like, what the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I ended up googling a lot of the, the solutions because it's it's so cryptic. Like, is and, this and what's it, going on in the head? It doesn't lead you into anything. You have to figure it out on your own, and I hate that. <laughs> Especially since the controls suck. <laughs> I 
the navigation is very weird. I would understand, like, one of them is, like, you have to be running away from this gardener. But when you sprint, the controls are wacky. So, like, it moves in every direction but the direction you want it to go in. So you end up getting caught. And then you can never finish that part of the task because you just keep getting caught. So... Christine, you said nothing positive about this game. What the fuck is it doing on your list? It's cute. That's the... <laughs> like you said nothing good about it. You've just you've just complained about it. Like, why is it on your list? Because it's cute, and then you get a little bow. So there's a level where you put on a little red bow. It's there's, cute. there's there's co-op for it now, so you guys can play together. Oh my god! Is it online or is it a split screen only? I think it's, uh, it's online. I want to say it's online, but I I'm could be up. lying. No. Okay. Untitled Goose Game. Uh, co- let's look up this co-op. Because if it's split screen, then I guess you got to... If it's on Game Pass, we can play. You can come over and play, Christine. Like you would not enjoy that game. Is there, there is no online co-op. But if you come over, it's on Game... I think it's still on Game Pass. We can play it. We can play it. You know, we'll play. We'll stream it. How frustrating it is. <laughs> you get no appreciation as a goose. Everybody just treats you bad. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're the whole game. The, the whole point of the game is you're, you're kind of being an asshole, aren't you? It's like you're inco- goose. I mean, hello. What do you expect? <laughs> just honk at people. There's like a honk button, isn't there? Yeah, there's a honk button. I use it yeah. to terrorize everybody. Oh my god! You just like nip at people. Yeah, and steal their keys. Terrible, terrible, Christine. Terrible. That's like the the ultimate. Like you know, RPGs give you the good, good, good uh, choices and bad choices. That game is essentially every bad choice. Yeah, and do all the bad choices. The quickest way to get euthanized is a goose. <laughs> Fuck, bro. <Yeah. laughs> Fuck, bro. Someone's gonna fucking shoot that goose. The quickest way to get animal control called on you as a goose. Oh my god, you get to put the goose to sleep. <laughs> oh my god. All right, fine. Fine, if you're not going to be positive about it, um, we'll move on. Hold um, on, a, yep. on a side note, there's a park mm-hmm. here that has just a shitload of ducks and geese, and the geese are assholes. They are the shittiest, shittiest animal I think I've ever come in contact with. I'd rather, like, run away from a mountain lion or something than fuck around with a big stand- <laughs> just bunch of geese dude they're a bunch of dicks so fight a fucking goose bro <laughs> seriously I'll, i'm gonna go to the park and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll sh- i'll take a video for you guys those geese are dicks dude for real they suck i've never had to deal with one thankfully no because we live in the, the fucking like south we live in we live in the fucking like on a peninsula where are the goose where are the geese gonna come from do you, guys, do you guys don't have geese there? No. We have ducks. Yeah, these like feral ducks that have mingled so much that they're no longer even like solid colors. Oh yeah, we have like those like weird Floridian ducks. You'll you'll see you'll know what I if you look up like a duck from Florida, you'll know what we mean. Like those things do not look like ducks you see in, in, in on TV. Their tails. Mm-hmm. And like they ask you for food. Yeah, that's the ducks and at they- our park too. <laughs> No, no, bro, no, no, no. Our ducks have like accents and shit. Like our ducks are speaking different language. Our our ducks are almost speak English. They're called Muffovy ducks. Muffo. Their ducklings look normal. 
They look like little normal ducklings, little yellow ducklings. Like when they grow up, they're ugly. They look like turkeys, but they have those boils all over their face. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Are you sure they're anyway. <laughs> We I don't know. We don't know. Anyway. They, they're like the same thing as, you know, instead of pigeons, we have these ducks. That is very true. That's how common they are. Yes. And you go to Walmart and you will, oh no, we have roosters at Walmart. Um, you what? go to Target or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Listen, like <laughs> Miami is a is like a is, a is a weird place. Those those they're like chickens at like at the local Walmart like, here. Like from... wild chickens. No, yes. I think they're like domesticated chickens. People like go. No, I think it's brujeria. So yeah, like the Santeros have them. Like you know, what I'm saying these people believe in like witchcraft. Oh, like yeah. weird. Prob- don't kill I them. I want to take one. I want to take a hen so I could get eggs, but like. Bro, I can never catch one. We You're not going to catch one. You're... We have uh, <laughs> we have wild turkeys, so that's something. Yeah, because you live in um, what like in the the Midwest? Not the Midwest. You're like, like, like where? I'm Northwest, Montana. Yeah. Then okay. <laughs> so yeah. So it's like okay, duh. Like you'll you'll probably stumble upon like some actual wildlife here in Florida. Yeah. What do we have? We have like iguanas that were smuggled in here. No. To be honest. But, like, these roosters are only in this particular Walmart. Like, it's yes. not like you go out and you find them walking the streets like ducks. It's just at this particular Walmart. Like, it's not like they're wild or anything and you could find them anywhere else. It's just in this one area. And they don't leave. Like, at all. They're Walmart brand? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. You just, I, just, I was at Walmart the other day and I was parked and I just see one, like, literally run across. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're huge. They're the, uh, the, they're the security roosters. <laughs> you walk outside and you just hear them like calling. Yeah, and then just like, what the fuck? There is a, a tire place right next door. My dad and I were there once just waiting and we just kept hearing these roosters like going like that. Just like the most fucking annoying thing at nine in the morning. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we hate birds on this podcast. Fuck them. Oh, I like birds. I just no. wild birds. Fuck them. Fuck them. Anyway. My next game is also another. Oh, yeah. We have what? we have wild parrots. Too. Yeah. They're green. Okay. And they just yell at you. It's pretty funny. All right. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's a, a tour of Miami's wildlife. <laughs> My... Roosters, Lizzie. parrots, and yeah. really Dog, feral up. ducks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feral. Anyway. Up next, uh, this is another obvious CJ choice. This is um, a game, my only 2020 game from, you know, on here. Probably my game of the year, which is very obvious, and that is, of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Um, again, I grew up with Tony Hawk. The very few games will make me cry just from the sounds of Gorilla Radio by Ranging Against Machine, but holy shit, this did it. Um, it it's weird because, you know, the the Crash Bandicoot remakes um, changed up a lot of, of a lot of what made the games you know like the original games and sort of for the worst I think I don't like the way those play like the Insane Trilogy plays at, t- at times the Spyro remakes are really solid though but this one was just like man fuck it this these games are near perfect they're gonna play exactly the same as you remember them we're just gonna add a shit ton of new stuff like better on like a, like a really expansive online some great customization we're gonna add you want jack black in the game yeah well, he's in the fucking game we're gonna add new music they took songs from the original game first two games and then they added new songs by modern artists which 
absolutely rules. It is this love letter to not only like those who played like the original Tony Hawk games. It's a love letter to the entire to an entire era of like sort of like bygone games, and I really appreciate that. I, it's weird how Activision essentially became my favorite publisher of 2020. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that this the, the, the this the, the studio would have been like, all right, we're gonna release everything CJ likes within one year. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's just a very solid, very fun game that i can't stop playing like the online mode has become like a daily staple now just trying to nail every challenge and they just added like a bunch of like new like crash like bandicoot themed uh cosmetics so now i have to go back and try to get them all um christine you've never played a tony hawk game up until this one you and i are playing for a bit that's another game that you didn't tell me anything about the combos yeah you're right like we're playing like that score challenge and i'm like oh sorry sorry by the way when you press this button Oh, yeah. Cody. <laughs> Cody, didn't you pick this game up too? Like we were talking about it, I remember. You and I were talking um, about it for a bit. Like, did I pick didn't it up? pick it up. I was sadly, I it was between Tony Hawk and it was uh, <laughs> Square Enix's Marvel Avengers game, and uh, I picked the Avengers game, and I am very sad about that. So. And that ended up being your game of the year, better than any Tony Hawk game could ever be. Ooh, hey, oh, hey, uh. Uh, yeah, no, I will eventually get around to it, but I will be more interested in a Tony Hawk remaster when it is Thug and Thug 2. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, Cody, go ahead and say your next game. My next game is God of War. The, the reboot, I guess, kind of, but it's not a reboot. It was really more of God of War 4, essentially. Yeah, soft. Uh, we'll call it a soft reboot. Soft reboot. Uh, the, the the gameplay is awesome. The story is great. Uh, it, it looks amazing. Um, I never played any of the original God of War games. They never appealed to me at all. Um, I wasn't a big hack and slash kind of guy. Um and then when this game rolled around, they showed that it was a third-person action game that was right up my alley for sure. Um, and it, it's it's just an amazing game. Uh, I I'm, I'm sure everybody would, most people would agree that it's uh, it's one of the best games of this generation. Uh, just most people would agree with that. Uh, not everybody. But uh, it, it it it's really great. I really liked it, um, and it's yeah, it's it's good. I look forward to Ragnarok. Uh, Christine, you haven't played this game, and I feel like this is like the one game, the one game released this gen that you haven't played that you would a- actually like absolutely like. I'm surprised by that. Mm. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. What I'll say about it is, I don't like it as much as Cody does, but I'll say this. It's a solid third-person action game, you know, if, if a bit un, unremarkable in the sense that it doesn't really do much that really blew me away. But what it does do is it essentially takes every concept from every other third-person action game and just polishes the hell out of it. Like, it, you know, it takes a lot from, like, a different, like, Ubisoft games, different Naughty Dog games, different, you know what I'm saying? And decides to, okay, here's what we'll, we're just going to do everything. We're just going to polish it really well. We're not going to add any filler. Um, and we're just going to make this straightforward f- action game. I like some of the bits of the story. I like the ending a lot. I thought the ending was very, very good, very emotional. I like the um, 
the that everyone's talking about that gimmick with the oh yeah the one single shot camera first of all Metal Gear Solid 5 did it first in its cutscenes and it was better but I I enjoyed I enjoyed the this whole thing I liked um combat was pretty fun it had like the Dark Souls-y combat that I like you know what I'm saying very much like you know blocking like uh parrying what is it what parrying rolling all that stuff um it it's enjoyable christine i i seriously think you'll you'd you'd like this game way more than i did like I it's know. it's i don't know like it's it's, it's probably, a what I'm, probably like that's what I'm talking, it's on my account go download it no. <laughs> just go download it it's there you can play it like i i i game share with you for a reason just go play it <laughs> um and i and the worst part is now that i'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm like, damn, do I want to go back and play God of War now? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, anyway, okay. I would agree that the the combat's really, really solid. Uh, any game nowadays that uses the shoulder buttons for combat uh, is doing it right. Uh, and exactly, games like I know, I know, Ghost of Tsushima is like a game that everybody really likes, but I hate that combat in that game because it. It should be using those those shoulder buttons for combat, and it doesn't. Exactly. Uh, but I think I don't know. I think I I think the the one shot thing was actually really cool because it was throughout the entire game, and not just in cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, there's it's literally all shot like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it is it's. On the back end, it is a huge accomplishment for those developers, uh, but to people like uh, like majority of the people that play that game don't even recognize. They don't see that. It it doesn't yeah, register with them at all. But uh, knowing about it is still pretty cool. Um. Okay. Okay. Fine. You said your piece. You know what? I appreciate your passion. That's all that matters. Um. How about you, Christina? What's up next for you? Um, I'm gonna go with the like obvious one because I said the sequel earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next one is Rise of the Tomb Raider, and okay. I kind of brushed over it before. And the story is cool. The combat is whatever. I really like the settings and the challenge tombs. Um, but for all the re- it's like it's lower, I guess, on my list because of all the reasons that I prefer Shadow of the Tomb Raider. We have to mention the excellent, excellent online mode. Oh yeah, that's pretty fun. The co-op mode, which is essentially what, like a weird roguelike survival. Yeah, where you get one map and then you have to just like try to survive with like like a few days and it's like the streak where I usually fuck up badly. (laughs) Do you want to? Yes. Um, because you didn't tell me the combos that you, <laughs> you didn't tell me. Yeah, combos, it's literally the same format as any other game you've played. <laughs> um, that was the I, I didn't I didn't get really get into it, but that co op is probably one of the, mo- the some of the most fun I've had all gen. I think you know what I'm saying, and we we probably should pick it up again. <laughs> you no. played it late though. You waited until like the 20th because it was only out on Xbox originally. You played the 20th anniversary. Following it and like literally googling every day if it was going to come out for PlayStation. <laughs> so Why would they do that? Money. Stupid. Cody, you mentioned earlier that you didn't play this game. Nope, didn't play it. Uh, well, I I tried it. I did try it. 
I, uh, but when I get, get to the point where it is just, it turns into this big open world game, I, I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that with Tomb Raider. Like I, <laughs> it, that it's like, if it, if it's stuck with the linear sort of stuff that it did in the first game and like the original, like Uncharted games like that, where it's just that straight sort of path that you're making, um, I probably would have been more drawn to it, uh, but it's only certain open world games can draw me in. And if I'm not feeling like I need to go here, 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 and here at that time, I just I'll I'll drop the game entirely, which is a disservice to the game, obviously. But it's I don't I don't have all the time in the world for that. So if it doesn't resonate with me right away. I just, I just don't, I don't give, give it the time. All right, makes sense. Um, <laughs> okay. What? I, I'm sorry. This is so funny. That sort of defeat, like in Christine's voice. Um, <laughs> my, my next choice. I mentioned it earlier, and I'll say it again. And I brought it up on the podcast before, but I, I feel like this game never really gets the attention it deserves. Um, probably the most underrated game of this gen, the most underappreciated, and that is Mafia Three. Um, so Mafia 3 is a third, obviously, you know, it's, it's in the Mafia series. Um, it takes place in the sixties as opposed to the forties and you play, you, you play as this, um, biracial Vietnam vet named Lincoln Clay who comes back from Viet who comes back from Vietnam and now has to like get revenge on like these old mob bosses that left from, from dead. And let me, let me start the negatives first. That's like a trend here. Yeah. It's pure open world like filler that's the entire game most of the game forces you to just drive around you know take out take out enemy outposts you have like a chain of command you got to do similar to any ubisoft game there there's no fast travel in an open world game that fucking confuses the hell out of me there is um a lot of like technical issues and still are even in this like definitive edition they released with like all the fixes but god damn that story is so good i talk a lot about how i'm disappointed and how a lot of the games that people consider cinematic aren't necessarily on the on par with with the movies i like i feel like you know like cody you mentioned god of war i feel like that's like comparable to like a, an mcu film it's fine but it, it, i don't really get this sense of like artistry to it but then mafia 3 comes along and it's like no we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna take after the film like the different kinds of movies so there's elements of like you know martin scorsese films there's elements of something like jim jarmusch's uh, ghost dog way of the samurai they have this perfect rec- recreation of a fictionalized um new orleans the soundtrack is phenomenal because they don't only use it in the radio stations they use it in the cutscenes, edited like a film and i am still there are very few games that do that the opening sequence where they use paint it black in this excellent way like it still like sends like these uh, these chills down my spine i love it and also very few games tackle race in a way like this this sort of like you you're in you're in a world that hates you just because you're you're you look different from anyone else and i feel like there's no other game that really tackles it in that way i love it mafia 3 is debatably one of the greatest stories of this gen lincoln clay is probably my new favorite character of this gen hands down christine my only question to you is why the fuck haven't you played this game? <laughs> this is like you. This is it. This is like again on a list of games that were perfect for you. Like this is it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. 
does it interest and I, I talk i know i've talked about it with you a lot i've, I've tried something but does it, does it interest you at all i mean yeah would i play it probably not all right i've all kind right. of like not been playing at all <laughs> all right all right how about you cody justin <laughs> um i i i was excited for it because i like mafia 2 uh so when it came out i definitely picked it up right away uh what you said about that open world just feeling lifeless and just kind of well i don't know if you said lifeless it felt lifeless to me and very very filler and not what mafia is it felt like they tacked on this open world collectible uh missions and that sort of stuff and it wasn't it was not implemented into that game well at all um I wish they had done what they did in Mafia 1 and 2 and just left that, made that open world feel like it was being lived in, but you were not forced to go do random missions and stuff like that. Um, and that's that's what pushed me away. Uh, I'm sure the story is amazing uh, and I'm sure the characters are great. I And I will eventually get back to it Uh because I bought the definitive edition for it, uh, but I just when that first came, it was a huge disappointment for me. I was expecting yeah, what I... Mafia Two did, uh, and it it they they threw in stuff that became popular since Mafia Two came out uh, with an open world game. They just threw it in there, and it it did not it did not land for me at all. I, I will say, and this, this is something I never say for any game, and the fact that this game managed to kind of shift my views on it, it says a lot. I played this game solely for its story. And I, I've there has never been a game where I will push through simply for its narrative. Not saying the gameplay is bad. I actually enjoyed the sort of moment-to-moment gameplay. I don't know if you remember Mafia 1, uh, Cody, where those moments where you're like firing from the hip just running like into a bunch of guys or throwing Molotov that's yeah. there in mafia three. It's the same engine. Like I like that stuff, but the story is what really kept me going. So I will never say this, but yeah, this game is perfect. Like it, it's, it, it's all, it's really there for its story, which I guess could be of, of like any of the mafia. Game. I love mafia two story, but I hated that game. So I guess that's true of the, of, of the entire series, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your next game, Cody? Uh, my next game is, I actually almost debated putting this in my honorable mentions, um, but it's it's The Last of Us Part Two. Um, okay. This was probably the game that, if I had ranked it, it would probably be at ten. Um, the first game I absolutely loved. I um, I don't know. I really connected with that game, and I don't know why, because I'm I wasn't a you know, a 12 year old girl or whatever, living in a post-apocalyptic world, uh, you know, but like, I don't know, something about that game really stuck with me. And so when part two came around, I was very excited for it. And I, I still really, really liked the game. Um, I enjoyed the story uh, for the most part. I do think it drags on quite a bit, um, but I still like the characters. They're, I like the fact that you play as Ellie and as, uh, God, now I can't even think of her name. Uh, Abby. Abby, geez. Uh, I like, I like that you get to see both sides 
and how both sides are inherently not good or bad. Um, everyone's just kind of out for themselves in this world. And I don't know, it, it, it makes you think twice about a lot of other games as well. Uh, so I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was the gameplay was really good, if not uh, antiquated to a point, but still worked well with it. Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. it. It was a good game. I would not give it game of the year for myself, but I I liked it a lot. Uh, Christine, are are you ever gonna like play this game or pick it up? I know you were sort of interested in it. Um, probably not. Okay. Um, I didn't like it that much, and I'm not gonna say anything else on it because I am I am not the right person to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> Cody, I'm glad you liked it. That's all that matters. It's <laughs> all that matters, man. I'm I'm happy you enjoyed it. Um, go ahead, Christine. What's your next? Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. All right, all right. This is one all of us have played. We'll 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 let you, I'm gonna we'll we'll do this. Like, we'll you say everything about it, and then we'll move on. Because I actually want to want to know what you think personally. Because I know this is a very big game. Um, it is a very big game, but it like it it's kind of fun. But I can see how it could be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say it right off the bat. It is overwhelming, but um, both for like the story and the content. Um. But I feel like when you get to a certain point in leveling up, it becomes somewhat easier, but not exactly like super, you know, like it's not cha- it's so challenging, but it's not difficult. Um, you do get a lot of fights that will like defeat you, but I feel like a lot of them are kind of like if you go back to them, um, you will definitely get the kind of the groove of how it goes. Um, but besides that, I really noticed that they're constantly, they, well, not constantly, I don't know, I don't play it anymore, but that there was always something new in the world. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because they were constantly updating it or adding stuff to it or if it was just that massive, but it always felt like I had something to do. Um, but with that said, it was easy to get like unfinished missions, which kind of sucked. I just feel like the overall story of it and um, just the way it played and the, the, the extra contents really did add to it. So I really enjoyed it. Okay, solid. Uh, Cody, you know, I literally talked about it right before we, we topped on. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Did you, so funny. Did you play the DLC as well, Christine? I started it, but I didn't finish it. Um, it's like I can... It's supposed to be really, really good. I I've only ever finished the 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 first Blade DLC so far, um, but that they've they made a way to make that tie in with uh, Origins at the end of that DLC, which was actually kind of kind of cool. Um, but and I heard the Atlantis DLC is supposed to be amazing, so I have yeah, to go I, play that. That I started and it was very. It's fun. So, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, I started. Uh, I'll say, yeah, like I, I enjoyed like uh, Odyssey. It's just, uh, yeah, like you said, it's overwhelming. Um, and I'm kind of, I'll, I'll say this, just I'm glad that I'm glad I'm playing Valhalla because I feel like it, it, does, it trims a lot of the fat from Odyssey. Um, in in a good way and in a very interesting way. And I'm kind of glad Ubisoft is still experimenting with these like RPG style games. 
Um, Christine, how how does it compare to something like something like The Witcher Three? If we played a little bit of that, like how do you, how, how would you compare them? Um, I guess the concept is the same, but obviously the context isn't. Hmm. Um. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Um. So my my next uh, pick. Now we're entering. We're like the almost top five, so I think for the the last five, each of us just say we'll each of us just rush through them and then say our little pieces on it. All right, after this one, all right. Yep. Okay. So when we get to the when we get to the, our top five, just list them all, and then we'll then you can talk about them individually. Then and then we'll do that each for everyone. So my sixth pick, and my mind is in order. Like mine is ranked, is a game I beat for the first time recently after owning it for years, and. It's funny, Cody. You just talked about how great the sort of like Dark Souls, the the the, the triggers like it works for combat, and how Ghost of Tsushima doesn't use it. And it it kind of suffers for it. I have one case for a game that 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 uses that style of combat that's still great, and that is of course Batman: Arkham Knight. Um, listen, Spider Man, you're not that great. You are not. That, we talked about it on the podcast a, a few weeks back when John from uh, Grounds for Discussion was here. You know, it's talking about that. Arkham Knight blows any game using that free flow combat out of the water. It is a perfect, perfect superhero game. It is a perfect, perfect action adventure game. It is the greatest Batman story of all time. The open world is massive, but it doesn't feel, you know, like just like it doesn't feel like it's just busy work you're there you're stopping crimes you have to wait for certain things to open up before you can go and 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 tackle them the batmobile listen listen everyone who complained about the batmobile back in 2015 what the fuck were you smoking because that shit is tight as fuck you're batman what the hell do you think he's gonna use in the middle of wartime it's a tank obviously um i being serious now, I think it's it's a very solid game. It builds upon the formula of what Arkham City introduced, this massive open world where you can just role play as Batman for a bit. But it expands upon it. It it has a bunch of the original cast back in, in, in a wonderful way. What's his name? The guy who plays Mike from Breaking Bad plays Commissioner Gordon. Come on. That shit's awesome. That shit's awesome. Um, you know, Kevin Conroy is at his best here as Batman. Mark Hamill is the, plays the Joker, too. Scarecrow is such a... He's not as good a villain as Hugo Strange, but I still like them. Um, this game genuinely terrified me. This game managed to play with the Bat lore in some interesting ways. I love it. Christine, I know you haven't played it. I know you'll probably never play it, but this game rules. Play it. Cody, did you play this one? Nope. I only ever played Asylum. Uh, I saw the ending of City, so I... Did not care about city at all. You never played city. Oh my god! And because I because I never played city, I never wanted to play night. Like I tried night, and I played the first like two hours of it, maybe. And I'm I'm not the biggest Batman fan. I don't necessarily (laughs) care that much about Batman. I think Asylum was awesome because it actually made you feel like Batman in the in the asylum, you know. Uh, but I I had zero desire to be flying around a city, um, and that sort of stuff. So, man, I am surrounded by my worst enemies right now. You cannot trust the people that you. Both of you are shameful, disgusting human beings, and I never want to speak to any of you again. Disrespectful, Cody. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> it's fine. Um, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. Each of us have our top five. Just go through them and say your piece on each game, and then we'll we'll wrap it up from there. So go ahead, Cody. Last five. 
Go ahead and you can talk about each game All right. as you listen. Last five. Uh, start with number five. Spider-Man. That game's fucking fun. I like yeah, swinging around you. that game. <laughs> no. That game no, is man. great. It is, it is a great game. I like playing as Spider-Man. I'm very excited for the Miles Morales uh, DLC, whatever you want to call it. Um, it I, I like Marvel over DC. Spider-Man is cool. I can relate more to Spider-Man than I can to a brooding fat boy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> next up is Titanfall 2. Uh, that story is easily one of my favorite first-person shooter single-player campaigns ever. Uh, I like the robots and the wall running, and it just feels amazing. Uh, Respawn does great work. Uh, next up, Dying Light. Another game that does parkour very, very well. Uh, zombies, crafting weapons, uh, exploring a giant city. Uh, the story's fine, but the gameplay is excellent. Uh, this one's a combo, Destiny 1 and 2, because they are basically the same game. Uh, that, those, I've spent so much time in those games that it is... It blows me away. They're they're fantastic. You put, Destiny, uh, you put Destiny on your list? Wow. I'm surprised by that. Dude, I love Destiny. I got on last night to see the uh, live event for Destiny. I waited 45 minutes to see a fucking cutscene. Uh, and it was still, it was fine. I was excited for it. So I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting back into Destiny. I haven't played it in a while. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, that's one of the best, one of the best feeling first-person shooter games and i just i love the world and the lore okay. of destiny so uh <laughs> it's great and my final game on my list is what remains of edith finch uh probably one of that story is amazing it's so many different stories all together um and i mean all i all i can really say is that i was crying at the end of this game it was, it was very touching, and I absolutely loved it. Um, very emotional, and I recommend that game to literally everybody. <laughs> and that is my All list. Right. All right, Christine, what are your top five? Your last five. Um, my last five, Animal Crossing, obviously for reasons I won't um drag on. I guess there's not really any reason. It's like Goose Game. It's just fun. <laughs> um, you don't really have to think, so that's that's a plus. Um, oh, I dropped something. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Crash main trilogy. Um, purely for nostalgia reasons, it's still clunky as hell hmm. and very frustrating. But again, for nostalgia reasons, um. It's one of those games that you play until you get frustrated and then you give up, like Goose Game. So I respect that. <laughs> um, Civ 6. I still don't know the concept of the game. I still can't figure it out. I feel like there's so much um, that I can learn, but it does give me a power high. So I like <laughs> that. Uh, I'm probably not appreciating the game in its fullness, and I apologize to anybody who really likes that game. <laughs> Um, and then another one, I guess my final one, is the one that I played early on in the console on the, when the PS4 got released, and it's Valiant Hearts. It's like a really cute, um, I guess a side-scroller game, 
I really like the art design and I like the story. You don't see a lot of I think it, I think it was a World War One game or World War Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, obviously one of those. <laughs> one of the World yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, I feel like you don't see a lot of games like that, especially for World Wars One, whatever. Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it plays really well. It's not that serious as far as the design goes, but it lets you really absorb just the context of it. Um, and I really like it. I've been meaning to pick it up and play it again, but but I haven't had a chance to. Um, but yeah, those are my five. Very solid. I like you two have these like very diverse picks. So my last five. Um, uh, these are I'm going to say like in the numbers because they're ranked because I did my homework. All right, number five, Devil May Cry Five, one of the greatest action games I've ever played. Um, my first Devil May Cry experience. Um, it was my game of the year last year, and I love it. I love it mostly because I played it once and never had to pick it up again. Very few games can do that so well. Um, number four, Super Mario Odyssey, a.k.a. when the Switch was finally worth the $300 I paid for it. I beat this on a road trip to Georgia, cried when we got to New Don- when I got to New Donk City, and saw that like uh, this whole sequence. Amazing, beautiful. It is the greatest Mario game of all time and arguably one of the greatest 3D platformers ever. Um, number three, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Everyone who complains that this isn't a good game is wrong. It's just not a game that you. It's not the game you wanted. But when you play it, Boo, you'll find you like can't play a Spider-Man. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys something. All right, every open world game this uh, this gen is all the same bullshit. You follow some waypoint. You go and do some mission, whatever. You just walk, you just wander around, just following these little markers. Midogre Solid Five is like, you know what? Here's a bunch of tools. Do whatever the fuck you want, kid. You want to, you want to assassinate this politician? Go, go ahead. And, sorry, this general. Go and assassinate him. But if you, you know, leave, if you keep him alive, you can recruit him to your little base that you're building. It is great. It is awesome. Kojima's a weird dude, and he's probably a pervert, too. I don't care. It is such a great game. It is a masterpiece of open world and action design. It ruined other open world games for me up until my number one choice. Number two, my second to last game. Again, you know what, Cody? You don't like 2D platformers? Well, fuck you, man. You know why? Because I put Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze at number two. Holy crap. This game is so damn good retro studios you have my heart forever you can make anything and i will play it now it is such a wonderful 2d platformer and a lovely callback to what makes this series great even better than any of rare's games in the series i don't care who that pisses off number one this is obvious i beat this game for the first time this year way before lockdown started and it's resonated with me since i never thought i would finish it um and i ended up putting 200 hours into it before i even got to the end credits and that is red dead redemption 2 probably the greatest western movie i've ever seen in my entire life um this also ruined any other open world game for me um it ruined any other AAA game for me last of us part 2 did not like ghost of Tsushima drop fast assassin's creed valhalla it's slowly slowly starting to like fade but i have to play it red Redemption 2 is responsible for the death of my love of AAA games and i don't know whether to thank it or or spit at it for it but for now it's my favorite game of this gen (sighs) all right so here's what we're gonna do. Um, Cody, what are what are your like I guess three three of your honorable mentions? Go ahead and like just spat them off. 
I'm going to read all of them, but really, really quickly. Uh, Quantum Break, Enter the Gungeon, Hades, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Thimbleweed Park, Watch Dogs 2, Gears of War 5, Gears 5, uh, The Division 2, and Fallout 4. All right, Christine, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, not really. I didn't. I didn't know we were going to have honorable mentions. I said no honorable mentions. No, we were but... supposed to. <laughs> we weren't supposed to. You're good. I guess. Um, Uncharted Four. Okay, solid pick. Oh, about, uh, I forgot Lost about Uncharted. Lost Legacy Two. Okay, solid pick. Oh, I, I was hoping you'd put Last of Us Remastered on your list. I know you really like that game a lot scared me okay <laughs> okay me too that's uh, okay <laughs> all right um then my my honorable mention since cody didn't do three like i had asked him to immediately right now i'm just gonna list off all the ones i have uh call of duty modern warfare 2019 halo the master chief collection shout out to aaron and aj who i played both games with respectively forza horizon 4 burnout paradise remastered bloodborne the greatest ps exclusive of all time i don't care what anyone says uh yakuza zero Cannot wait to play like a dragon tonight. And Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. That's it. This is the definitive list of best next-gen games. Any other list is wrong. Any other uh, writer is wrong. Whatever. This is it. Waypoint sets official picks. <laughs> Even though some of them were out of order, we had... It's funny how Cody had the idea, like, oh, we should just say one and one in case anyone has anything um similar. None of us had anything similar. Which is hilarious to no, me. No, we did not. Um, a few interesting things I picked up on. Um, Christine, you're the only one who had the who had like the same games from same the same series, like different games within the same series on your uh. Any games? No, but it's it's it's, it's nuts. I'm not I'm not not like uh like dunking on you for. It. I think it's just, it's kind of funny just the things you pick up. Cody, you're the only one who had first person shooters on our list, which is uh, uh, which I'll, yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> um. And then mine, I'm the only one who had um, who had like a who had more than one Nintendo exclusive on it. I'm the only one who didn't have any like other console exclusives on it, with the, and Chris, as well as Christine. So Cody's the only one with the Sony exclusives on it. <laughs> with um with God of War and Spider Man, it's kind of funny. Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two. Yes, um, Christine yeah. had Animal Crossing, and then I had Tropical Freeze, Smash, and, and Mario Odyssey. Um, Cody and I were the only ones with 2020 games on them. Oh, dumb. Um, Christine and Cody were the only two with indie games on them. With both um, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch and Untitled Goose Game. Um, and Valiant Oh, and Hearts. you and... No, Valiant Hearts was Ubisoft. Yeah, but it was it was it was a part of their art. House. It's UBR. It doesn't matter. Rayman Rayman Legends isn't a UBS, isn't an indie game either. Cody, come on now, come on now. I That's would, I oh, would still I, I would I would put it over there. <laughs> Cody, did you have any Ubisoft games on your main list? Wait, what happened? What happened, Christine? I'm sorry. Police. What happened? You got cut off there. I'm sorry. Who made you the game police? I am the game police. Okay. <laughs> A cab uh, no, except I me. Actually, I did not. I did not have any uh, Ubisoft games on my main list. Uh, I mean, basically, all the Assassin's Creed games that came out this generation are all on my honorable mentions list because I just I love that franchise. So. Okay, so I guess me too. Okay, <laughs> um, and then Cody and I were the only ones with licensed games on our list. Um, all right, 
Okay, that is interesting. Um, let's do this, Cody. Go ahead and plug your social media and where people can find you and what where what are you working on now? Um, currently, right now, I am just writing uh, my thoughts and impressions and th- that sort of stuff on the tiredobsidian.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Slinks. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Christine, where can we find you? Um, at Scarlet Mark on anything. And you can find me, uh, Waypoint Set CJ. Find the podcast Waypoint underscore Set. Go read my Crash Four review so Activision can actually send those review codes. Um, at GameCritics.com. Anyway, thank you two for joining me. This was a fun discussion. Thank you. Yes. No problem. Um, I don't have an outro, so I'll just say goodnight. Um, stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Yeah. So I'm very stubborn, and I've had to fight to do things my own way. And uh, and I've had wonderful people helping me and, and collaborating. But still, it's still a fight. It's almost getting harder as I get older. It's the nature of the world and the business and all that. So I, I fight to do it. And, and really, it's not my way. It's our way, you know. So I would like that we were true to our instincts and, and created something that maybe somebody uh, was affected by or it gave them some new insight or joy or some moment of uh, amusement.